dropped the story uh, a couple days ago uh, on the 9th uh, with some real, you know, hard-hitting reporting based on lots of, you know, document requests and and uh, reporting that followed from that, uh, finally revealing much more of the uh, circumstances that led to the fleeing of the East Precinct and... Gosh, what shocking revelations were revealed in this. Really kind of, really blowing wide open the uh, the nature of that whole saga, which we have followed so obsessively. You guys just, were you just blown away to find out that um, uh, the cops just had a tantrum and did... <laughs> did something crazy and stupid for no reason. Yeah, I definitely hadn't heard that anywhere else before, so it was a shocking revelation. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, we'll take a victory lap. I mean, basically, on one level, very much in line with everything we've been saying for the last year about this, and specifically what we said months ago exactly of the city and even Carmen Best's saying like no just just let the just let the march go by and just just let it end stop gassing the neighborhood stop putting up fences <laughs> just let them walk by and then this will all be over you fucking psychos and they were like oh you you want us to let them go by fine i guess we have to abandon the precinct which no one asked them or wanted them to do which then carmen best went out and blamed the city for and uh but it was really just the cops commanders like asked you know, going uh, contravening their orders from her and the city government. And, uh, <laughs> hey, it's exactly like we said all along. Yeah. Uh, so really fascinating, you know, it's actually worth checking out this piece in uh, yeah, we'll KUW, but also this, you know, for the reporting, for like the, the names and the dates and shit. Um, but it also really sucks. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's incredible. The It goes... Like it want it has all of this shit, this incredible like juicy bomb to drop about. Like, no, can you believe this shit? Uh, even Carmen Best wasn't in charge of SPD. They just did this shit on their own accord. It's just, but because they have this juicy, fucking, incredibly damning, horrifying, like concrete evidence that SPD is completely out of control, they have to like dress it up in this like this like narrative style and then water it down with a bunch of other bullshit. Yeah. Uh, and different perspectives. Like it's fucking Rashomon. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, dig this, dig this paragraph or here. I'll start here for, for a week. Protesters and police have faced off on Capitol Hill. (laughs) This is like a, this is like a previously honest. It's like, dun dun Saturday, June 6th (laughs) for a week. Protesters and police have faced off on Capitol Hill. Cops monitor demonstrations. But this time it's different. They are a flashpoint. Okay, first of all, sorry, that's just not correct. Uh, Cops start all riots and always have. Fuck off. Uh, Acknowledged by the federal government's own reports. (laughs) Cops monitor demonstrations. But this time it's different. They are the flashpoint. Sorry, they're always the flashpoint. What the fuck fuck are you talking about? Fuck off. Yeah, again, something that's been accepted since the Kerner Commission. Like that, that's like base level shit. And yeah, studying policing. They'd admit it fucking too. Disgusting. Like, fucking yep. Jay Edgar would be proud of what to say. You know, <laughs> like yeah, 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 they do. 
Some cops on the line feel the protesters don't get it. <laughs> they are Pine Street, the lefty precinct. Excuse me? Many of them are black and brown and female <laughs> and queer. So they're left. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Those things are automatically left. left. They are not Derek Chauvin. <laughs> uh, left is actually a racial designation. <laughs> 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 oh, you know what? Maybe maybe SPD is doing is are they're all race reductionists. Maybe maybe mm-hmm. they're they're not that you know like there's the class reductionist left, but then there's also the race reductionist left uh, who you know only view things through race. And you know maybe maybe they just need to have a little bit of a I don't know a general assembly with um, you know certain caucuses and like socialist orgs to you know just hash things out. Because clearly they just have a different analysis. They, like the cops are reading Tanahashi Ta- coats, and you know, the, the, <laughs> no, they're getting the like, reading, yeah, yeah. SWAT's getting on the loudspeaker, yelling out to the crowd. Don't think of us as SPD. Think of us as CRT. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Uh, so that's kind of the nature of the whole thing. Again, these like pretty jaw dropping. If completely obvious and totally like foreseeable like you know revelations but like real specifics with names uh you know we know what happened now thanks to again their good reporting they did like the data collection here and then just like turned it into this uh stinking pile of shit uh to to be able to release it um uh, just absolutely full of disgusting shit like that weird like political observations that make no sense and just total like factual nonsense like about how like yeah cops usually just monitor protests what what <laughs> my, uh, but it's, they're isn't, like uh, don't, un observers <laughs> yeah right don't these people actually like you know the, like i'm sorry j- journalists are kind of nerds and like don't and like they'll they'll watch aaron sorkin's newsroom and be like damn my life a movie for real and um you know and i need some new pants yeah <laughs> and um yeah and so they're all about like you know arbiters of truth blah 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 how the fuck do you just go out and like you know like this is just so objectively like not true at all like it's just embarrassing to me to be able mm-hmm. to like Publishers like, oh, cops are like, yeah, like you said, calling like UN observers and like, oh, now they defy it and they're the flashpoint. It's like, bro, like read, read one book, like watch like one, yeah. like <laughs> clip. it's like, it's not, it's not hard, man. Like, well, man, that, could you believe the police were the flashpoint? Uh, KUW, what were these protests about? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Out of curiosity. What were yeah. the protests? Well, I mean, they're saying in a way, I mean, they, you know. The piece talks about that and is saying, like, basically, that's what's different. Like, wow, this is a protest, but it's about the police. So they're that must be why they've become, you know, that's so why the police are mad. What's going on? You know, <laughs> yeah, it's the like police are mad because yeah. it's about them. To a matter of degree, maybe, possibly. I mean, the insanity of blo- blockading Pine for a fucking week and gassing the whole neighborhood. There, yeah, there's a connection to be made there. Anyway, the whole the piece is full of dog shit like that. Um, and you know, but does tell this narrative of like how, uh, the cops were just being asked to like, just deescalate the situation, do be normal, just like be fucking normal. Yeah. Try not to be a cop today. Yeah. I know that's your job, but just just to like stand there, protect their building, go back to their jobs and just let the March walk by. And what they've said all along, right. Was like, including Carmen Best 
was like, well, we had credible threats of arson and terrorism against the building. And the fire department said it'll go up very fast because it's an old wooden structured building and a whole block of uh, apartment buildings and it'll all burn and people will die. That is quoted from Scoggins in the piece to something to that effect almost exactly. Uh, And yet they, first of all, it actually can in all the like back and forth of like all this conversation about like all these conversations and arguments that are being had between the city and the police. They actually don't make clear until way later in the piece. Like it's actually confusing in the narrative as laid out until they say way later. If you read down to when it's actually happening, they're leaving that the city was never asking them to leave. Which I think is a key factor to understanding this. They say things like, they they don't say the city was asking them to leave. They just don't say that. What they what they say later is like, oh, and no, that was never on the table. It's like a throwaway line. Like now they're packing up to leave, which no one was asking them to do. It was never on the table. And it's like this is a key factor to understanding this whole thing that should have been like really hammered home. They failed to do that. Uh, then you know they do make it very clear be fair like that this was that these people were going around carmen best in the city doing this thing but leave out the specifics of how pre-planned this clearly was that it was going on for many hours all day with the national guard literally helping to load moving trucks in the piece it just sounds like moving trucks were ordered they quickly threw a bunch of shit in their squad cars and and their bear cats or whatever well, leaves out the fucking moving trucks. To be gra- to be fair, Greg, we did know or find out afterwards that a lot of stuff just went missing from the precinct. <laughs> so uh, they did throw some stuff out of their squad cars and yeah, personal vehicles. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then, once again, fails to really hammer home the question and ask anybody on the record, in this piece anyway, to explain even the justification for leaving. Like, listen, we hear there's a credible threat the whole block could burn down. People could die in their homes due to arson. <laughs> we have to leave. <laughs> Again, the whole, no one will just like m- make someone go on the record explaining how the fuck that logic is supposed to work. That said, we've talked about all this before and we don't need to dwell on it. I just wanted and to... And we were right. Sh- what we're trying to say is that we were right and we were right. Yeah, yeah, most, I mean, most importantly, it's from yes. everything that's happened. We were right. Uh, right. We were right. KULW... Um, Laid a big shit next to their decent, their their good reporting. I think I saw you hate that. to see it. <clears throat> uh, Mike did his latest podcast episode on that story as well. Awesome! Oh, oh well, I mean, I always turn, tune in to Mike. Yeah. yeah, holy shit, Mike gotta, in the morning. We gotta listen to that actually. I yeah, we where he called he called Crosscut a blog. Hell yeah! I mean. Yeah, that was your yeah, that was your tweet. All right. Well, hold on. Uh, if I could actually, you can maybe read Please just do. a short little bit from this. Uh, that I just think is funny. <laughs> <laughs> just uh, our, our sum up did not quite capture how hilarious a lot of this was. <laughs> uh, so this is day of right. The, we're in the Situation Room now. Here, uh, this is the Sorkin play. Around ten a.m., city agency heads convene including the police assistant chiefs who come dressed in full uniform. 
I mean, what else would they wear, right? Durkin does not attend this meeting. She has just learned that she was doxxed. <laughs> <laughs> she is moving out. Yo. Yo. Hell yeah. The Tempers fucking f- rules. <laughs> Man, it would be horrible if somebody on this call <laughs> had something to do with that. Yeah, oh, that's, that's, that's awful. You know, we... we might not like Jenny Durkin politically, but we can get together and say that we can do that decently with decent disagreement and civil disagreement. And we mm-hmm. never condone doxing on this podcast and certainly not leading thousands of people to <laughs> said mansion, <laughs> which we <laughs> one may have doxed. <laughs> There's another thing we were right about is that she was not going to stay in that house another night ever yep. after it <laughs> became public where she yeah. lived. I mean, that we said that. She probably yes. hilariously, yeah, it does not live there anymore. So Tempest, not not one night, like yeah, yeah. like literally, she was she was she was going to a hotel that night, and I probably has never been back. Yep. I mean, to sleep for a night anyway. You know? that, that's 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 her trauma, actually. Uh, so she also, yeah, she also made the National Guard pack up her house. You know, Timber's you know flare. her name, not her story. <laughs> <laughs> Tempers flare. Mahaffey, the incident commander, this is the guy in charge at East Precinct, shouts that he will not give in to protesters. Mayor's office staffers yell back that they'll be out of work within a week, <laughs> that the city council could use an emergency clause to remove the mayor. This doesn't move the police commander. <laughs> how the fuck? What would make them think that it would? My God. The oh bear, my God. No, this we're we're going to lose our jobs. No, this is where we're it gonna, gets better. Gentlemen, we're all going to lose our phony baloney job. <laughs> no, this this is, I love this so much, and I, I want to make this movie now, is uh, the mayor's staff isn't their concern. But Casey Sixkiller, a deputy mayor, reframes the situation for them. Who's now running for mayor. Yeah. Yep. Durkin is the only person in city government on your side. Ding, ding, ding. 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 Yeah, yeah. Mechanical freak right there. Uh, he says, according to several, or he says, according to several people in the room, if Durkin is ousted, council president Lorena Gonzalez replaces her by default, and then you're sunk. Gonzalez is an easy boogeyman. She's a former civil rights attorney who has taken on the department before and who supports a, quote, reimagining of the police. So I love this. this is a campaign ad for uh, <laughs> yeah. for Gonzalez here, pretty much. And I I just love the hilariousness of this because we've always joked about this. Always said it's this. It's so funny that they like hate Jenny Durkin. Such. <laughs> They're so fucking stupid. <laughs> and I love that the mayor's office literally had to sit them down like babies and be like, you fucking idiots. <laughs> yeah. You fucking morons. We're trying to help you. You fucking dumbasses. And what ends up happening after that, we don't got to read the rest. That part's just so funny. It's great. Is that... Best Scoggins and Six Killer have to go into a different room because Mahaffey and the other cops are still throwing a tantrum in the main room. <laughs> their and shirts to, are off. They're yeah. just bashing their chests. <laughs> so they literally have to ring. go to a different room to make a plan <laughs> because the other ones are still throwing a shit fit in the other room. And ultimately what happens is that Mahaffey... Best Scoggins and Six Killer come to the agreement that they're going to let the protesters pass and they're just going to build a fence around the precinct. And for some reason, they all think, well, we, the representatives of the mayor and the police chief of the city, have come to (laughs) an agreement and a plan of what to do. So we will now just order the police to do this. And uh, then Mahaffey, who is described in the piece as cool and calculating. Uh Uh-huh. 
literally. It was, he's also described as literally like yelling yeah. at the top of his lungs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, yeah, they literally describe him as screaming in the meeting. But he literally just goes and finds his friend and is like, well, we'll show them. And then orders the precinct to be abandoned. Honestly, so fucking funny. <laughs> I, it's the, one of the funniest fucking things ever come out of And the fact that after all this... The mayor, the fire chief, and the police chief all agreed to destroy all, I mean, you can see why, but destroy all evidence of this whole fucking conversation and event and try and cover it up. But, I mean, just truly astonishing. We love it. You love it. All right. Well, we've talked- it's also really cool that when I try to talk to the, about this to normal people, they don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's great. Uh, thanks, local media. <laughs> fucking incredible. Okay. So, you were saying, Greg? Well, so we're, we're not going to bore ourselves with the whole article. It is very funny. Check it out. But we've reading. spent so many hours of this podcast, even recently, talking about this fucking episode. That This is like our fifth victory lap on just how right we were. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, the problem is every time we get more details, we just learn that we're more right. This is the funny part about the whole thing. It's so good. Yeah. yeah, it's hilarious. And like we're not going to not spike the ball in the end zone, all right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like the winners we are. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> that's the funny thing about being right in this world. <laughs> yeah. It's just the life of being a Chad, you know? Oh, four, <laughs> four Chads on a, on a boat. <laughs> <laughs> Hey folks, that was an excerpt from this week's Patreon episode. You can listen to the whole thing by giving us $5 a month. Uh, you know you want to. Hope you enjoy it. Mm-hmm.